Hello, I'm Shalom. And I'm Courtney, and this is Almost Nerdy. We love sci-fi, we love fantasy, we love all things nerdy. And we are about to spoil this movie for you, so make sure you've already watched it. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us on this exciting series we are about to start. This is Second Breakfast. Yum, 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 yum. And by the time that we're done, you can have your 11Zs. Oh, 11Zs, yes. Maybe some tea time. Have a little, you know, some cake, some scones. Scones. Yum. Full disclosure, I don't think I could live the Hobbit life. I I can live it all day. I don't think I could. That's so Scones, much food. I chicken, think I would die. Pork. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't think I could do it. Oh man. So we are going through the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings series. Yes. Yes. And we are. Shalom is actually like a Tolkien head. I'm a talk like I mean I'm not like there are some people that are on a totally different level but I would say I love the world of Tolkien like that the world of Lord of the Rings that universe blows me away when were you first introduced to it well wow what year was it I mean, the, the year the movie, the first movie came out, uh, we we weren't allowed to watch like anything that wasn't Christian. So in your house, in our house, <laughs> and basically, I we watched it in secret. I don't even know how the movie got to our house. I think my brother had friends who just like lend us like movies, <laughs> and so we just started watching it. And I fell in love with it. I fell in love with elves. I fell in love with hobbits. I fell in love with. You know, Aragon, like for me, that became like my my awakening, so to speak, to fantasy movies. Mm. And yeah, that's how I fell in love with that. Then Narnia, you know, but Lord of the Rings is definitely my jam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So full disclosure, guys, I enjoy the books, Mm. but I'm like not into them really. Yeah. Like, I really enjoy the world of Tolkien, and I think that Mm. he completely inspired a whole new generation of people when it comes to fantasy writing. Yeah. I mean, he completely uh, reinvented dwarves, elves, Mm. like, hobbits are, like, a completely new creature. Yeah. So, I think he is basically, like, the father of modern fantasy. Right. um, Which I truly, truly appreciate, but, like, I'm sorry, when you read the books... And they mm. sing a song about it, and mm. they discuss in detail what mm. they just sang about, mm. and then like they sing some more, and then they discuss mm. what they just sang about. I'm like, my yeah. goodness, man, get to the point. <laughs> like, let's just let's just keep moving. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so it's a little long winded for me, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. but I do really enjoy what the movies yeah. what the movies did. Yeah, I I since discovering Audible, I have a new superpower of listening to books <laughs> so i listened to a lot of books and i just finished so malarian and it's amazing amazing i like i love that sort of stuff tell me where everything comes from tell me where everything starts i want to know i want to understand it and you know that's just my my thing and so so malarian just satisfied that 
you know, that hunger to know where everything's from. Where's Gandalf from? You know, you know, and so that really, uh, I got a lot of those answers, and it's it's really satisfactory and sort of sets the stage for what happened. Even though Tolkien wrote the book after he did um, Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, Lord Hobbit Rings. but this actually is the what I would understand it as the foundation of all his work mm, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the Middle Earth um, realm. Yeah. Or rather the whole Ada realm, which is like the whole Earth realm. Mm. Yeah. So today we are discussing The Hobbit, The Unexpected Journey. I'm going to do a quick summary and then we will jump into rating it. Let's do it. So, summary. Bilbo Baggins is tricked into being a burglar on an unexpected adventure with dwarves and a wizard to reclaim the lonely mountains from the dragon smog. Mm. They meet some elves who help them decipher a map and escape from trolls. Bilbo gets into a riddle contest with Gollum, which leads to the discovery of a magic ring. The White Council discuss the appearance of an evil necromancer. Also, they fly on giant eagles, and that's pretty much what happens in this movie. Giant eagles. <laughs> so you ready to rate it to them? I am ready to rate it. So That's if you listen, alliteration there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you listen to our Harry Potter series, Potter Watch It All, you mm-hmm. know that we created our own rating and testing system mm-hmm. because we were all over the place before. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> when we rate the movies, you can get up to five points, and mm-hmm. then we average the score between Shalom and I. So you can mm-hmm. get. Um, a point for scripting, mm. acting, cinematography. Mm. This one, because it's a book, we also talk about the essence of the book mm. and the X factor. Mm-hmm. So Shalom and I will rate it and then we will average it and that is the score for this movie. Right. So right. what would you give the script, Shalom? Um, so I would give um, the script three quarters. Mm-hmm. Like three quarters, it's written well. You, when you look at the script as a script, it's written well. But when you look at what it could have been in reference to to the books, and I know we're not talking yet about the adaptation part, mm-hmm. but I feel like they missed out on so much good stuff. And I feel like the book has stuff that's a lot of things are, that are better than the direction they went. Mm-hmm. Even though their scripting work is really good by itself, I still remove a quarter just by by virtue of them missing out on something that could have been much better. Mm. Mm. So I gave it a full point because I just felt like the script was really well written. Mm. I think that Mm. they, I know that they added some things, they moved some things around, some lines were given to different characters. But overall, I think when you watch this, Mm. everything makes sense. It's a full story. Mm. I liked it. Mm. What about acting? I won. Yeah, one. Like that cast is just insanely good, mm-hmm. insanely good. The the expressions. Oh, I love the scene when they're like sitting in Bilbo's house mm-hmm. and they're singing, and yeah. just the intensity on their face. You can tell they're they're about to embark on something, you know, dark, something scary, something exciting. But mm-hmm. you know, just the way the especially the dwarves mm. like act is phenomenal it's, it's funny there's some funny parts and they really execute that well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin Freeman is slowly becoming one of my favorite actors I think yeah. within mm-hmm. like Hollywood I mm. really really enjoy him in a lot of the roles he's been in yeah. you know he's been in the MCU and all mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. he just plays such a good Bilbo he's been in um, 
Sherlock Holmes. Yes, he's such Sherlock a great, Holmes. Yeah, he's such a great character to help you understand something complicated. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's Shonda Rhimes was talking about how the kind of the process and the thought process behind the characters they pick. And they said you always pick that one character that helps you like see into the world mm. that you want like or rather helps you understand that world, mm-hmm. right? It's almost like an outsider type of personality that helps the audience engage, right? So Martin is such a great person for that in any context yeah in, in Sherlock Holmes in Black Panther he's like he he's actually good at acting out like asking questions but not seeming like a doofus when he's doing right, it right it doesn't seem like they're treating us like kids yeah it, it, he's very you, you feel for him as he asks the questions you're like oh yeah I want to understand that mm-hmm. you know and and I love how they have him you know when he peeks into the, the map and he's kind of reading into the map I, I love that mm-hmm. um, little moment because it, it helps the audience kind of get into it and, and understand that better mm-hmm. yeah I also gave a full point for acting um because, as I said, Martin Freeman, I just think he's a really great actor. Yeah. Um, I thought the casting of the dwarves was really well done. Mm. On top of that, acting with that many prosthetics on you mm. is really difficult. Mm. Like, not all actors can do that. Mm. Um, there's, I, oh my gosh, I always forget his name. There's the one guy who's like the most famous guy that you don't mm. even know his name. And he plays pretty much all of the characters that have like crazy mm. prosthetics on their face. He was in mm. The Shape of Water. Mm. I know he was on Buffy. He was like mm. on all of these, all of these movies and shows and everything. Mm. Oh, oh, Hellboy. He was the fish guy. Because it is really difficult mm. to act with lots of prosthetics on you yeah and like those dwarves like it took hours to get them into that makeup like they're not just wearing stuff on their face but then Mm. they also have like huge body suits on especially Mm. bomber like he's a a chubby lumpkins you know he's a big guy so Uh, i really think that they did a great job with that like i know it's very difficult to act when you have that much makeup on and that much and it's hard to get expressions to come through Mm. a lot of times and Mm. i just think that they all did a phenomenal job like really great job absolutely absolutely what about cinematography i give it a one i i love it like i uh like i love that is like it's like i love escapism like so for me i feel like it just did that for me i got to get into the world of lord of the rings again and see stuff you probably go the opposite of me on this but i love the addition of cgi to be honest Mm. because i think that it it gave the action a little bit more pacing there's obviously a balance and I feel like they kind of struck it, to be honest. But while adding good pacing to the fight scenes, mm-hmm. which I enjoy. So, yeah, I give it a full star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I gave it three quarters and I actually took off points for something that yeah. you like. Yeah. I don't love the CGI of the orcs. Right. Um, For me, I love something that's very real and textural and something that you can see. And I'm not saying that, like, I don't like CGI. There's a lot of times that I absolutely, absolutely love CGI. And I think that they use CGI to their advantage a lot Mm. in this Mm. movie. Mm. But I think that when you look at Lord of the Rings, Mm. one of the amazing things is that they just had these crazy good makeup artists. Mm. And I know, like... Again, it's one of those things. It's like, how do you want to spend your budget? Like, do you want to spend it on the makeup and you have to have the actor sit there? Mm. Like, I think it takes, I think it takes them an hour to get 
um, the hobbits mm. into their feet alone. And like, that's mm. just feet. You know mm. what I mean? Like, that's not even like an orc costume where you've got right. all this makeup on your face. So right. I do understand the use of CGI, but yeah. I think when you look at it versus like the original Lord of the Rings series, I just wish that they had done, they had kept it congruent. Mm. That would be my thing. Like, because mm. it is, it's the same director. So I'm mm. like, keeping it the same would have been kind of nice. Right, right. I, I hear that. I hear that. I guess it's definitely a point of difference for us. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I do like when they do that. I do also, I also get and appreciate, you know, that, you know, congru- congruence. Yeah. You know, is that how you say that yeah, one? Congruence. Yeah, congruence. Um, what about Essence? So I give it half mainly because I think they they mess a lot with the antagonist side of the book, right? Mm-hmm, so the mm-hmm, book mm-hmm. you have the dragon. That's the main antagonist. Yeah. He took their, you know, their mine, their kingdom. Mm-hmm. He invaded, destroyed Dale, you know, went into, you know, Erebor and took over. And the dwarves are misplaced and now it's their journey to retake their or rather to steal from the dragon. I don't think they're going to kill the dragon, but they're going to get some of their treasure back. Mm-hmm. And so that's the main enemy. But I feel like the writers weren't satisfied enough with that story because the story sort of feels, if you're looking at it wrong and you don't understand Tolkien's thought process, when you look at Similarian, when you look at... Lord of the Rings kind of has a satisfactory ending where it's like, you know, Sauron is defeated and so forth. But when you look at some of the other, like the Children of Hurin, when you look at those those books, there's a tragedy to it. There Mm. is almost a Greek uh, storyline approach, right? Where it's like there's death, but there's bravery. And that's why you're celebrating the bravery, the friendship, the camaraderie. You're celebrating that. And I feel like the writers weren't satisfied enough with that. They wanted the satisfaction of, oh, at least he killed uh, the defiler, you know. So they invent this, this, you know, tension mm-hmm. between Thorin and the orcs mm-hmm. and... The whole story of the the in the movies is really under that that's the the battle right yeah. that's the main thing and so where you know the defiler is obsessed with destroying you know that whole that whole line and so I feel like I didn't bite into that I feel it's sensationalism they were hoping for us to to go crazy over over that storyline they they show us they the 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 scene of the defiler cutting off thorin's grand grandfather's head and mm-hmm. holding it up you know sort of to make us mad and just like be like oh, i want that guy dead you yeah know? and and that becomes sort of like the mission of the the watcher they want to see that guy embarrassed and destroyed but i don't think i don't think most token fans bit into that i feel like it was just useless sensationalism and completely went away from what the book is about. There are many reasons, many other reasons why I would take away points. I could nitpick, but a lot of times I understand Hollywood goes nuts and does whatever, but when you mess with the core of what a story is about, the purpose of the story, I think that you, you know, you're bound to miss the mark there. Mm, Mm. mm. I don't, I don't, so 
when I look at this movie and I'm thinking about Essence, I give it three quarters mm. of a point. Right. Um, I don't feel like in any way the script writers were trying to defile the plot. I don't think they were mm. trying to do any of that. Mm. I actually feel like they're, they're kind of super nerds because of the things that they add to it. Like, they wanted to give all of the dwarves personalities, and that's not really in the book. Mm. They wanted to give... Like, the dwarves actually kind of function as a unit in mm-hmm. the... Um, they do. In the books. They're right. almost like one character, even though they're multiple characters. Right. Um, I also think, like, I agree with you. The reason why I took off a quarter point is mm. because I think that they did change a lot of the story from... It was just kind of like... Bilbo needed to get the ring. I would say there are two major points here. Bilbo needs to get the ring. Right. The White Council needs to discover that there's, like, something nefarious going on. Right. Mm -hmm. And they need to get the dwarves back to, like, their treasure. Right. Exactly. With with Smaug. So, it's like, those are kind of the points. And we don't really get there because we have these, like, added weird things. Mm -hmm. Like, this orc dude mm. who I absolutely hate. I hate that they add that story there. Mm. I think that they just wanted Thorne's death to have more meaning, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, and there are a lot of moments where it's like, there is room to show action because mm. uh, Gandalf will just disappear. And instead of mm. just Gandalf telling them what happened, we actually get to see it. Mm. Um, there's also moments where Bilbo gets knocked out in the books and we actually get to see the action instead of just hearing about it later. So I don't completely mind that per se, but mm. I do think that it changes the story. Um, mm. And it, also this weird, like, Thorne isn't completely hating on Bilbo the whole time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't hate on him the whole right. time. They've created this weird, like, mm. Thorne's just kind of a D-bag. <laughs> like, right, right. Which he really isn't in the book. So mm. I think that they did change some characters mm. as well as the el- the elves. Like, they really mm. played up that, like, The elf- hatred hatred Mm. but again those aren't those things are not necessarily not there Mm -hmm. they just emphasize them more like the tensions are already there they just were really showing them and i think they Mm. they wanted to be able to have a little bit more room to play so they Mm. made it three movies which i don't completely agree with i think that this could definitely have been done in one movie Mm. um so i I don't love that it's three movies Mm. but we do get these great nuggets where it's like they actually do have singing and that mm. it, like singing songs is a big deal for mm. like the Tolkien the Tolkien world like yeah, they're always deal. singing that's like deal. their favorite yeah. thing to do is sing yeah. even though yeah. it drives me nuts sometimes like <laughs> I I can't tell you how much like Shalom and I love the song that's what Bilbo Bag is hates like we sing that all the time so it's like I think that they got to add some things that were really nice Little mm. nuggets in there, but mm. I also think that it almost gave them too much room to play, and they they went yeah. a little they went a little crazy with they their did. They did. with their playing. So that's yeah. why I took off a quarter point. I hear that. I I, I hear where you're coming from. I I think they wanted to color it up a little mm-hmm. bit, which you know honestly, it's that's if I was going like okay, let's just look at it as there's no book, here's a movie. Yeah. Then I think that would have been fine. Yeah. But the texture of the Hobbit, the book, is is so specific and really ties well to the book, The Lord of the Rings. And it, it really sets the stage for the conversations. It sets the stage for, like, what you mentioned, like, Bilbo discovering the ring and so forth. And, and Tolkien sets a certain... There's also a playful side mm-hmm. to... 
This the, is the most playful. Right. It's, it's very playful mm-hmm. because Bilbo is actually a, a kind of like a, a funny character. Oh, to yeah. an extent. I like, mean, he's like when, a chubby little dude that like yeah. is just thrown into being a right. burglar. He has right. no training. Right. When he doesn't want to go on adventures. Right. <laughs> right. When he's timid, he's timid because in the book yeah. he has a mental breakdown. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's struck by lightning. You know, and, <laughs> and then in in but when he's brave, mm-hmm. when he's brave, he just goes crazy. Yeah. That took side just takes over and he goes nuts. We don't see a whole lot of of that, and so I feel like. In their writing, I get it. I get what they were trying to present, and maybe in their minds they were thinking not uh, enough people watch watch the heart, read, read the the books, and so they're hoping to just create something that's commercial that like instantly sells and tells a story and people grab onto it and mm. they run with it. I don't and know. I still feel like they're like for me. I'm like they feel like super nerds to me because I'm like. They wanted to be like, this is Radagast the Brown. Like, this is what he's like, and this is what he's like with his animals, and like all this. Because like we only mm. hear snippets of him, and I mm. think that they were like, we love this character. Like, we're mm. gonna give him life so other people mm. can appreciate him too. And like mm. the White Counselor, mm. like we never really get to see that. And I think they were mm. like, check out how awesome this White Council is. They're so cool. They mm. take him on. They mm. take on the Necromancer. Like, mm. but that's not nerd though. That's more entertainment. I nerd, feel like nerd I feel more, like that's like straight up fan fiction. But like, nerd is, like I'll say, nerd is more purist, and a nerd is about the purity of the the work. And so it's like if I read maybe. a book, if I read a book, and I it says this is what happened. I expect to watch a movie that shows me that happening. Like, take, make the book come to life. Don't change it too much. Don't, and I think, and that's the complaint that a lot of fans are saying. They're like, you changed way too much. Mm. And even Lord of the Rings is not, does not survive that onslaught of people who, there are people who will never watch the movies. And because of that, but the Lord of the Rings is less of a victim of that onslaught. The Hobbit actually gets hit harder because they really added a certain co- a context that wasn't there, and so that that be- became a very big deal because of there's a pure pureness that like you know if me as a nerd as as a Lord of the Rings almost nerd, I I struggle so hard with these movies because of that. Mm. Just a little bit of pushback on your like comment like that not adding to a story. I mean, there are a lot of fan fiction people out there. Like there Mm. are a lot of people who love a story so much that they want to be part of it and part of the author's journey. Like, for example, I mean, there's a ton of Harry Potter fan fiction out there, but I think a really great example is we've been really into dark crystal, Mm -hmm. which is the Jim Henson project. Right. Well, dark crystal age of resistance and Netflix Mm -hmm. series. Mm -hmm. A lot of the world that they built was actually off of these books that an Mm. author wrote because Mm. he was so inspired by Jim Henson's creation. Mm. So he actually there was another guy who wrote a whole bunch of stuff. Mm. Fan fiction. Right. And it's like that I mean that's all that's not by Jim Henson but it Mm. fits into his world. Mm -hmm. So like I don't I don't know. I think that that's also part of being a nerd. Like that's part of being a nerd it's also like being able to create something out of that world that you love. You see I agree with what you're saying. The only issue is that okay so Jim Henson created this world right. Had the the, those movies like that didn't do super well right. They didn't do as well as Muppets right. And someone was inspired by that did like 
a book adaptation and then now there's a movie based on that book adaptation that's so different than someone creating a book and saying here's the story here's the journey here is how things happened and then movie guys like take it and say we're gonna do an adaptation of this and then adding stuff that was not there Right and kind this, of this is so different. It's so different than they're just adding than, context than to Lord stuff. Lord of the Rings. In Lord of the Rings, they're like, okay, let's remove Tom Bombadil. He doesn't. He's not really consequential. He because he in the book he doesn't really care about what's happening. He yeah. wants to be left alone, and so they left him out. And so I get, I get that. I'm highly sad about that because he's amazing. But in the in the movie, they completely added a storyline. In, in so in the Hobbit, they completely added a storyline that wasn't there. Which I I absolutely struggle with. Like, and I think you know, for me, I, I will point to the success of the book of the movie. It, they weren't as successful, mainly because of that reason. Even though they're beautiful movies, like I and you know, looking at those movies, like I'm I'm a reverse person because I watched movies then read books, mm. even with Harry Potter. As when I first watched the movies, I was fine with them. I was like, oh my gosh, this is fun. This is so cool, you know. And then after reading the the books, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, they completely missed the point. And so I used to argue with, you know, nerd friends who read The Hobbit, who were like, oh my gosh, that movie sucks. You know, I used to argue with them. But now I get it because I see what they did. But again, I, you're right, they're not malicious. They just, it's entertainment. It's an entertainment industry. They want to make money. And I think that's the direction they thought was best. See, I guess that's where we differ. Like, you think it's for, like, entertainment. I think it's because the people who worked on this script, who worked on this movie, are, like, actually so nerdy mm. that they wanted to, like, help put their own stamp on it. Hmm. Like, that's how that's I, that's what I get I think from that's it. where we yeah, disagree. Yeah, that's where we disagree. Mm. Yeah. Um, but last, last rating part right. would be uh, the X Factor. What do you give for X Factor? The X Factor, I gave three quarters. Me too. Because mm. it's still beautiful. That world is beautiful. And, and I've always said it. A lot of these, when you look at Harry Potter, I feel the same way about some Harry Potter movies, especially um, Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> um, I, For me, the concept of the world, the universe mm. these guys created is so powerful mm-hmm. that it's an X Factor mm-hmm. in itself. Yeah. So they might they might mess up on scripting. They might mess up on other things. But the X factor is that like of the the concept. It's that powerful. Um, this time, because of my strong feelings about the direction they went, I removed a quarter. <laughs> so funny. So I also removed a quarter. Um, for me, X factor is about like how much does it impact my life? Like how much has this movie impacted my life? And how much do I just feel like watching it? Mm. So mm. I would say I never really sit there and go, you know what? I need to watch The Hobbit right now. Mm. But what gives them the what gets them up to three quarters for me mm-hmm. is like meme life. Like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No, I'm like I need to use that meme. I use the I'm going on an adventure meme a lot. <laughs> like <laughs> especially now when like we all have to be like social distancing it's like i'm going to the store i'm going on an adventure i'm walking across the house i'm going on an adventure so i use that meme a freaking lot mm. um so i do think like it has built its way into mm. like almost like my mm. 
pop culture vocabulary. Mm. So, like, mm. I feel like it does have an X factor, even though I don't always feel like watching it. Mm. Um, but I also think maybe I don't always feel like watching it because it's like if you do the first one, then you have to watch the other two. And I don't love the other two as much as I yeah, love this one. Make me pretty Whereas, upset. like, mm. with Lord of the Rings, mm. it's like if I watch the first one, I'm going to watch them all because I enjoy right. them all. Right. So, right. I did give three quarters. Three quarters. So, for rating. I gave it 4.25, mm. and Shalom gave it 4, so this movie gets a 4.12, 4.12. out of 5, which is pretty yeah. good. That's well, still pretty a pretty good, good story. To me, it's the best movie of the three. Oh, I agree. Mm. But we will get there. We'll get eventually, there. Eventually, as yeah. we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's start actually discussing the movie. Mm-hmm. So, first question is a silly question. What do you relate to the most? Hobbit? Wizard? Dwarf or elves? I'm definitely a hobbit. Like I, <laughs> I bougie. Not bougie. Not. I'm not even about the bougie. Like that. I wouldn't consider hobbits, but they don't wear shoes. Like they. Like I feel no, like that's they have a, giant feet. I think they're bougie. No, Look like at their I, hobbit I, I think holes. They, they are English. They okay. are. They like, but not English in the castle living English. It's more of the simple life. Like just like food. You want good food. You want to chill, you know, like just sit outside your house and have a smoke and just chill. And I, I love that. I'm like, that's cool. Like, <laughs> that's I, I want to live life. that life where like every day I, I eat my breakfast, my second breakfast, my 11 C's. I like, time. you know, and then when we party, we really party, you know, like we go for days just like going crazy. Bilbo's cake then, is not real life. That thing is so ginormous. It's so ginormous. Like, okay, let, let's discuss. Can we discuss? Okay. He fed how many people? 13? 13 people. He fed, including himself. So that's 14. 14 people ate, and I'm dwarves who eat like crazy. And he fed them, and they were satisfied from the food <laughs> inside his At the place. unexpected party. It wasn't exactly, and it was not even unexpected. Okay, when was he going to eat all that food by himself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that blows me so. I identify with that because I feel like he's just the, he had so much food that he doesn't need to go to the shops. He can just stay at home and chill every day. And that's the life that I want to live. That's the life. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, you killed me. How about you? I would say elves. Um, yes. I think I'm more reserved than Shalom. I, I would say I'm more reserved than you. Like, I'm kind of like a reserved person i like mm. that they wear dresses all the time <laughs> yeah. they have long hair mm-hmm. i love my long hair mm-hmm. they braid they love doing braids i'm yeah. a great at braiding like i'm an great. amazing braider yes so like i just love that mm. they like shiny things mm-hmm. everything's shiny there mm-hmm. everything sparkles like this is like this is my life right here there's almost like an awe about them like you have uh you have that thing about I just, you where like, it's just like ah. and like I just think I like that they're like soft spoken. Mm-hmm. Like not soft. I don't know. if Soft spoken is the right word. They like. They take their time talking about stuff. Not the wise. The wise. I'm the, the wise. Yes, like, the wise ones. There's, there's different types of elves. That's dumb, true. Dumb elves. Dumb elves. Dumb elves that like do some pretty dumb things. I'm a big Galadriel fan. Like I'm a. Mm. I'm a huge fan of her. Yes. She used to scare me a lot when I was younger. Yeah. But I think I didn't really understand the concept of of like the temptation of the ring and power mm. and all that like the whole mm. scene where she gets like tempted by the ring in Lord of the Rings like 
that really scared me when I was younger. Mm. I was like, what is happening right now? Like, why is mm. she so powerful? But like, she's like freaking BN. Mm. Yeah, she's she's the most powerful elf. Yeah, she's amazing. Earth. Like, I'm a huge fan of mm. her. Also, like, shout out Hella, like, just Kate Blanchett in general, <laughs> like, phenomenal actress. Yeah. Love her. So, yeah, yeah I, I would say elf, definitely. Mm. Um, so, moving on. What did you think about the dwarves' backstory being told at the mm. beginning of this movie? Mm. As opposed, like, they took some things out of context, but I think that's something that was, like, really a big deal that they moved. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, like, I mean, I mean I'll, I'll always come back to I, I, I don't like the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the essence of it. I, I like, I really. I really, I really struggle with that. I really struggle with it, where it goes. I, I get the beginning and even like the, the elves when, when they're like, help us, help us, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, where was that guy, that dude going at that time <laughs> with the whole army? I'm like, so Brings was he just army. like taking a walk and just happened to be on top of the hill? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, bro, not helping. <laughs> yeah, right. And 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 so for me, it just doesn't make sense. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, I hate that storyline. They could have done without it. They could have just told the story. Like, I, the, in the book, the story is kind of told in the song. Right? Yeah. In, in the song when they sing about, you know, the dragon, like, yeah. their, their life, the dragon, and how everything happened. And so, I'm like, they could have done that, just told the story like that. That would have been cool to, like, do the song and then have, like, visuals, you oh. know, transition visuals. That could have been, like, a That'd nice... That would be interesting. That would nice, be a very... Like, um, that would be a style choice, definitely. Mm-hmm. Zimmy doesn't like it when you sing the Dwarf song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, like, yeah. jumps on Shalom. Because it's very deep. <laughs> I think she doesn't like that, like, deep... Like, yeah, it like, almost makes your chest, like, when the dwarves are singing, it's, like, it makes oh, your chest I love it. vibrate. And, and the hum is, like... Yeah. It's, like, beautiful. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. I don't mind it that much. I actually kind of liked it because I think it gave context to the story up front. Um, and again, mm. because they are making it... Because they are making it a trilogy mm-hmm. as opposed to just one story, it, like, mm. kind of, like opens with like the shock of right. it all of right. like what happened and like right. where are we going so right. i i didn't mind that that much um right. but there were some other things that they added as well so like we really get to see the white council mm. as well as well as radigast the brown mm. like how did you feel about those those additions and what they brought to the story or what they took away from the story <sighs> um gandalf does talk about how the White Council chased Sauron out of Dugaldor, um, and then he goes off to Moria uh, to um, Mo, um, uh, Mo, Modor, mm-hmm. and and so I get that. Like I, I mean, I I get them adding that. Would that have been my focus if I if I was the one in charge? I don't think so. I would have focused more on just the period of the storyline and just going with what are the things that are, are kind of seen in the book. Mm-hmm. I would have out of stuck with that. And, and just even that whole scene at Rivendell when they, they, they kind of apprehend Gandalf. I thought, I thought that was a little, a little too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still cool to see, you know, Galadriel is always cool to see. Always. I love her. I, I and and you know we'll talk about the the last book and how the the fight scene, mm-hmm. which I thought was one of the most amazing things ever. 
because Galadriel is that amazing. What about Radagast, though? I like Radagast. Like I, I, I hate like him. him. He's a, I he's hate Radagast. I, I, you know what? I, <laughs> you know what I love? I love the rabbits. I love yes. the, like the concept of like rabbits pulling the the sleigh. I was like, that's cool. That's cool. I was like, I, I, like I, I've never thought of that before. Like I, you know, usually it's like it's you know deer, uh, deer or horses, or, right? And but this time it was like, it's, wait, what is the white? What is the white queen use? In Narnia, she has polar bears. Right, she has polar bears. That cool. was intense. That was intense. <laughs> that was intense. Pretty ba as well. I am not a Radagast fan. I hate that he's a poop head. Like he's literally a poop face. Like he has poop on his face, and I can't look at him. Like I, can't, it makes me. Oh my gosh! And you like, just like <laughs> he's a poop face. He's a poop face. He's a an literal, actual poop face. A literal poop face. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate it. I just, I'm like, oh. I'm like this dude. Like, I feel like, and I think what upsets me the most is like, I love animals. Like, I'm an animal person. Right. Like, I should love Radagast the Brown. I right. should love him because he's all about animals and he takes care of animals. <laughs> like, I should uh. love him. But he's just such a spaz brain that like, I can't <laughs> handle him. Like, I just can't. And I'm like, what? It's on the tip of my tongue. I'm like, and it's, it's a bug. And I'm like, you're the worst. You're literally the worst. I hate everything about him. And it, uh, he makes me so upset. I enjoy him. I, oh, my I, gosh. I'm, I'm, every time I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy is kind of cool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He just, like, he drives me He dri- He drives me up a wall. Like, uh, I cannot handle him. I just think he's a spaz. And I'm like, <laughs> and he doesn't really do anything. Mm. Like, He's not on the White Council. He mm. doesn't really help with anything. Mm. I'm but, like, I'm like, what are you even doing here, Radigas? But when, when you look at the story, though, like he's a Maya, like which is the same as you know Gandalf and and Saruman and the blue the blue wizards and there's one other guy uh, that was one of the first three that was picked, and you know he's part of the the that was sent by the the Vala who, who are like kind of like the the little gods, right? They were mm-hmm. sent to sort of like help deal with Sa- like Sauron. And mm-hmm. and so he's pretty BA. Like he's a pretty huge character. Um, but he was he was mainly picked by Yavana, one of the Vala who cares a lot about animals. Yeah. And so he likes animals. about animals and creatures. And so his job was like was you know and he does a great job with that. And actually he is very key in the Lord of the Rings because he's the one in the books who sends the eagles to save That's true. Um, Gandalf. I think he he deserves more respect, but I think between him and Gandalf, they they are friends, and I I think that they are they are underestimated. But when you read the books, they're pretty like amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm. I do think that Sylvester McCoy, who plays Radagast, is a delightful human. He mm. is like he's so sweet. All the interviews <laughs> he gives, he's right. just a wonderful person. Right. But I just I think he's called Radagast the Brown for a reason because he's a poop head. <laughs> like I, I think I just can't handle looking at him. Like I just like I'm just like you're crusty. Uh. You're crusty, <laughs> and I can't. I can't. I, I, lo- I love it. I think I love it because of how much you hate it. <laughs> you, you do because I sit there and I happening. look at him and I'm like, I hate him so much. <laughs> you can't look at him and I'm like, I'm like you're, you're messy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, uh, I do. I I really enjoy getting to see the White Council, mm. and I think this isn't 
I think they actually go to face the necromancers in the second movie or the third movie? The second movie. It wasn't the... I think it was the third... It might be the third one. Third movie. Whichever movie they actually go see mm. the necromancer, you can tell that it is Sauron. Like, you can tell mm. that it's him. Yeah. It, which ties all the visuals together. Yeah. And I think as an audience, like, that was a nice visual to have. Yeah. So, I really did enjoy that part of, mm. of the White Council. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we get to see Galadriel, my mm. favorite mm. character. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, they came to, to they, they knew, they started, they actually started to know, like, that it was Sauron. And, and you know, Sauron is obviously playing games. Yeah. And, but... I like I like I like that like I like I like you know that they went I I like it in 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 me seeing it um, would I have chosen something else probably mm-hmm. yeah I would have pro- probably chosen to see more of you know the the journey the hobbits and so forth uh, sorry, yeah the, not the hobbits but the the dwarves the dwarves the the company of mm. dwarves hobbit and and Gandalf I would have wanted to see more of that mm-hmm. so I think there's some like kind of pivotal moments that we get to see here um, mm. with Bilbo. Uh-huh. And I kind of wanted to see just, like, your thoughts on it. So we have where Bilbo mm. kind of, he steps up, right, mm. with the trolls. And he, he gets does. them out of the trolls. And then also there's the riddle contest with Gollum. Yeah, so, how, like, how did those it. come to life for you or not yeah. come to life for you in the those movie? Did. To be honest, those are things that came to life for me. That's when I was like, yes, this is this is good. You know, the 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 troll scene is I love how the trolls are kind of goofy, they're funny, they they they're very kind of clumsy and they are complaining about eating mutton every single day. <laughs> and I, I love the, how Bilbo ends up on, on being sneezed on. And, oh, my God. And, uh, he thinks he came out of his nose. <laughs> came out of my... my I don't even know what... what Was it Natu? My what? My, oh, yeah. What did he say? Like, I can't remember what it was, but I thought that was hilarious. I loved it. And I, so I love the scene. I love the delay. Of how he's like, they have, you know, uh, lice or something weird like that. Or, no, they have worms. They have worms, right? And they're like, and they're like, no, we don't have worms. And, <laughs> so or parasites. Was it parasites? No, it's worms. And and then he he like uh, Thorin kind of kicks them, and they're like, yes, I have the biggest worm, the biggest worm. <laughs> I'm the biggest worm. Uh, and then Gandalf shows up. I thought I thought that was well done, and I enjoyed it. I think that for me, like those scenes were some of the ones that I loved the most in the book. Mm. And it in them making a trilogy, it did give them room to like actually make those scenes what they were. And I Mm. think really pull from them. I'm a huge Gollum fan. Yeah. I, I love him. With his big eyes and he's just a little goofy goober. Like <laughs> when, when he puts his chin on the, the rock chin. and he's just like thinking, I was like, oh my oh, gosh. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> Andy oh. Circus. Oh my gosh. He does a great, great job as Gollum. Yes. Um, <laughs> and he was also the second director when they were shooting. That's so, so good. So he not only was he in the movie, but he was also helping to direct it. Mm. So that's just pretty that's amazing awesome. overall. Yeah. But I I love those scenes, especially like I was worried that the riddle scene was going to get cut because it's like that's kind of boring, but like it's very much mm. part of Tolkien's style, like mm. very thinky, mm. all of that. So 
I was I very enjoyed, happy I enjoyed that it even in the book like it's it's yeah it's kind of like but that's something that yeah. would definitely get cut from a movie you know what I mean yeah yeah I, yes yeah I can see that I can see that. I think the way they did it though was kind of like it, it's it's with with you know Gollum sort of like encircling yeah him and and then him bring out the the sword and I I thought they added little things that made it more mm-hmm. kind of like kind of interesting you know they yeah. kept it intense so they did i think they did a great job apparently that was also martin freeman's uh first scene as bilbo that they shot mm. so he's like trying to get into character and he's acting <laughs> to Gollum. wait that's the first scene they shot that's the first scene that they shot that's was crazy. him in the caves yeah oh him in the caves. so his first time full bilbo costume and everything oh was that scene and i'm like uh oh, that would be an intense scene to get Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wants to eat him. <laughs> Is it tasty? Is it juicy? Is it crunchy? <laughs> Gollum. Oh, oh my gosh. So I think the last thing that I want to talk about before we move on to um before we move on to our hot take mm. is the one thing that I really think that they missed here was with the Eagles. Be- mm. And the reason I think that is because I feel like the biggest thing that like people who don't like read the books, who have mm. only watched the movies, the biggest thing that they always say is, why didn't the Eagles just take Frodo to Mordor? Like, why didn't they just do that? Like, mm. that would have been way simpler. Like, right. instead, they just come in at the end and, and pick them up. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I think they could have done in this movie that they didn't do is like, mm. that's a race. Like, the eagles are an actual race, Mm -hmm. equal to humans, like, equal Mm. to humans, equal to, like, Mm -hmm. anything else. Like, Mm -hmm. they are talking, thinking Mm -hmm. kingdom. Mm -hmm. There's a king, Mm -hmm. a king eagle. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like if they had at least shown in this movie that, like, Mm -hmm. this is, like, a civilization, Mm -hmm. then it would have, you'd be able to be, like... Mm Yeah, you can't just order the eagles to, like, take them to Mordor. Like, they could say no. That's crazy because, A, that is crazy. Like, you would just be flying right in. Like, Mm. they definitely would have died. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's, like, Mm -hmm. one of my biggest things is, like, just that, like, misinterpretation of eagles Mm -hmm. within this world. Yeah, like, I I agree. Like, I think that they, they definitely could have had the eagles talk. The eagles take you know, the company or to their home and then they turn they drop them off maybe close to Beyonce's place. Mm-hmm. And they like I just don't understand why they didn't do that. And I don't get the whole like in Lord of the Rings, uh it looks like Gandalf sends a moth and then the moth talks <laughs> to the eagles and then the eagle like I'm like, what are you like what is this? Like who Can moths and eagles talk now? <laughs> yeah, so moths and eagles are homies. What because they both have wings? Like like what's the deal? And and so I, I like to be honest with you, it's 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 probably one of my, my like kind of the evidence of sometimes just how carried away you can get when you give yourself too much freedom. And mm-hmm. and I feel like they were kind of going in that direction from Lord of the Rings. And it didn't start in The Hobbit from when they did Lord of the Rings. I feel like they kind of like overdid it there and then they couldn't turn back. They were like, okay, you can't, okay, now we've established you can't have eagles without moths. Moths have to be there. <laughs> it's just, it's a thing You have now. to have both. <laughs> Never both. <laughs> so, uh, that's funny. So I think I love, you know, 
I love the goblins in the book. Mm-hmm. Because they sing. They like the, not just the goblins, sorry, the the wargs. The goblins sing, the wargs sing. Mm. There's like the enemies sing. They actually engage in in music. Yeah. You know, we're like, hi, like it's amazing. <laughs> like like uh, I feel like <laughs> I feel like you know, the reader got carried away a little bit because he really like oh my gosh. sang in that moment when they're when they're stuck up the tree. Where, yeah. Like the wogs are like in second, they're like you know, uh, splash, rat, 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 march. like I'm like this is so cool, but I I feel like we missed out on that. Like they're adding music, they added music to the movie, but I'm like they like these guys sing as well. The mm-hmm. the wargs, the goblins, there's music and there's a goofiness about them that we miss out on in the movies. And mm-hmm. so that that's definitely something that I I get a little frustrated or, or rather a lot frustrated with because mm-hmm. it it really almost shifts the core of what the storyline is about. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's how I feel. Cool. So I think that's pretty much everything we want to discuss. So let's move mm. on to our hot take. Hot take. Okay. So I am doing this week's hot take. Hot I have take. one minute to describe my hot take. Dang, dang, and dang. then we will discuss. Yeah. So ready? Set, go. Go. Okay. So my hot take this week is that Bilbo is completely unqualified and it was reckless of Gandalf to have him be the burglar in the first place. So first of all, he doesn't even ask for Bilbo's consent. He just puts a mark on his door and just like tricks him into having this party of dwarves just show up at his house. And he mm. just says like, oh yeah, this is the burglar. So this dude- and they have a party. Yeah, a whole party. they're having a party. This isn't your turn yet. So <laughs> then he doesn't even train him properly. He uh-huh. literally just throws him into the fire. He's like, yeah, you're small and quiet. Like you're totally qualified to do this job. Like you can do it. And like, guess what? You're going to face a dragon. We're not even going to talk about like what we're going to do with the dragon and all. You're just going to face a freaking dragon and you're just going to like take the Arkenstone back. Like that's just what's going to happen. Lastly, Gandalf always disappears. Like he just ghosts them all the time. (laughs) These four guys are just like trying to do whatever they do. And like they just get ghosted. The tire went off. Mm, mm. Okay, okay, okay. I hear that. <laughs> I hear that. I, th- I think. I think in 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 the context of just the movie, you can say that you can be like, okay, Gandalf is kind of like he's kind of Dumbledore, you know? Because wait, no, wait, he does it in the he, book too. Like he's kind of like <laughs> he, he doesn't in the in the book. It's 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 a little different. When does I he guess? explain anything to Bobo in the books? I mean, does he need to though? Like, I mean, in the yes. book, in the, okay, in the book, I mean, it's the same deal. Like the dinner party, like that. That exactly that happens. That all happens when they just show up and everything. But I feel like when you understand what his job was, what he was sent to do by the Vala, he was sent to Gandalf inspire. Is- yeah, Gandalf was sent to inspire like confidence and courage. Right. So mm. his thing is to is to guide men. Elves, dwarves, in 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 courage, in fighting against evil, right? And mm-hmm. so that's what he does. And and so sometimes he will use those weird things to to push someone to discover their confidence. So from that context, I can understand why he does things the way that he does. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes that's what's needed. You need someone to just to push you because 
Look at Bilbo, especially, especially Bilbo in the books. He's actually pretty crazy. Mm. You know, like when you see, when we get to the scene in Mirkwood, when he's fighting against the spiders, Mm -hmm. or rather when, yeah, fighting and the stuff when he's singing and making fun of them, it's actually impressive. He's an Mm. impressive person. That whole thing with, with, you know, with Gollum. It's impressive, yeah, and and so he's a very impressive character. But it it you needed he, he needed someone who would push him, and you know Gandalf slash um, or Olorin was sent by the Valar to inspire that very carriage, and I think he did a great job. I think I'm just not the type of person who's like who's like let's just like. Let's throw them into the deep end and just see how they go. Like, <laughs> that is not my style at all. I'm like, okay, let's yeah. talk about what's going to happen. Let's prepare you. Let's come up with some plan. <laughs> let's, like, let's put you on a pony. Yeah. Let's, like, let's get you used to that. Okay, okay, you're good with that. Okay, like, now let's work on your sneaking skills. Let's yeah. work on these type of skills. Let's work on your problem-solving skills. Like, I'm just like, let's actually train and prepare. But do you think, like, Gandalf perceived that because when when people show up at the dinner party, he's complaining, of course, but the cakes are there, everything is there. No. He, he 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 does a whole feast. I think Gandalf's a jerk. <laughs> like, no, I no, don't no. think he's he, a okay, you okay, fool of a okay, joke. That, I, I feel like that's that's a different point because I agree he's he's a jerk. Flee you fool. Especially like, when especially when jerk. he deals with with with, with Pippin. Pippin like that's, that's <laughs> but but he but I think Pippin. I think he perceives you he, he sees. You know, he sees evil. He perceives courage. He perceives deception. He's he's very perceptive, and I think that is what we see here is his perception, and he perceives that you know Bilbo is courageous. He is more welcoming than he thinks he is, and and he turns out to be right. I mean, I think I'm twisting it a little bit because I do think that the ultimate point of The Hobbit Mm. is that it is meant to be the story of a classic hero. So, like, in the case of a classic hero, you have some sort of quest or journey that they have to go on, right? And they're not qualified for it. They're not supposed to be qualified for it. And you have a master. So, Gandalf is the master. Bilbo Mm. is, like, the student, right? Right. And so... You have these moments where the student is supposed to be learning so that when the master eventually leaves, right. they're able to do it on their but own. But he just leaves. <laughs> he does. He just leaves. I mean, he does come back for the trolls. Mm-hmm. And he does, like, Gandalf does help with the trolls. Yeah. So that's supposed to be, like, one of the learning experiences, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So that when they do finally get to the end and, mm. like, you know, Thorin's being a little crazy at the end, mm. Bilbo's able to handle that situation because he's already learned at mm. this point. Mm. But I still think that when you think about it, I just think that Gandalf's a jerk. <laughs> he, he is a jerk. He's not a Dumbledore. Dumbledore's understanding. No, but Dumbledore, Dumbledore was kind of a jerk. He didn't tell oh, Harry end. anything. Like literally, these guys were flying blind, you know. And and <laughs> it's a very end. Um, kind of half blind. Half blind, or even when you look at when you look at Crimes of Grindelwald, he's he's Dumbledore kind of manipulates a little bit. He oh, yeah. kind of manipulates people There's something to about do what these he wants. Guys. These two, these those two pers- That's why I sometimes mix the names because I feel like their personality. I was like, these guys are just the same. They want you. You want to help them. You want yes. to prove yourself to them. Yes. So much that you will do dumb things. Yeah. And, and I think they just have the ability to draw that out of you. I don't know. 
But that's a good hot take, though. I, think. <laughs> I feel bad for Bilbo sometimes. <laughs> yeah. He just wants to, you know, drink tea and that's eat That's all cake, he wants. You know, Me which too. is what I want to do all the time. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you know? Although, I think, like, you know, in Lord of the Rings, when they talk about the elven cakes and how it's like, like, half of it can last you... It can mm. keep you like full all day or something yeah. like that. I'm like, that sounds great to me. Eat once a day, like twice a day, like done. You can spend my time on everything else. I, I hear that. You then, like then you can have like a cheat day where you eat like actual food and you just like no, I would just like, be like crazy. then I could be so much more efficient. <laughs> right. That's how I think about things. <laughs> but be, yeah, I love food. Mm, so okay. I was like, make me a feast. A feast. A feast. A feast. I want to have chicken and ham and pork and <laughs> potatoes and taters. <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> Boil, mash them, put them in a stew. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Awesome. So we're going to round this out. This was fun. Yeah. I was a little nervous going into this because uh, we just came out of Harry Potter with mm. Potter Watch. And like, that's my fandom. Like, Harry Potter's mm. my fandom. I was so passionate yeah. about it and everything. So I was kind of nervous, like, coming off of my fandom a little bit. But like, I think we had a good time. Mm-hmm. We had a fun, mm-hmm. hot take this yeah. week and everything. So it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> I thought that was fun. So we are going to be all about The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can find us the underscore happy underscore hipsters on Instagram. I miss so, doing that. <laughs> I just love that. Right, I, like, that. I, I kind of dance when she you does always it. Dances. She's really good at it. <laughs> so, yes, uh, we are going to be doing lots of fun things. We'll have quizzes. We'll have polls. We'll have Yay. all that fun stuff. On top of that, we are going to be doing some feast with my furball. Um, Yay! We love our dog like a lot. Her name is Zimmy. She's a rescue dog. Mm. Um, we're all about adopt, don't shop. Mm. So we love our dog. We love making her treats. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna do Hobbit feet dog treats, Yay. and I'm considering mini donuts that look like the ring, the one ring, whoop, whoop. <laughs> to rule them all. <laughs> donuts to rule them all. Zimmy will eat it. Yes. So Zimmy technically rules the world. <laughs> yeah, Zimmy rules our life. Our life. <laughs> our love, universe. We really love our dog. <laughs> so, and we're actually trying something out. We got really inspired by all of our friends on Instagram who do Disney bounding. Mm. So we're doing kind of like a Hobbit Lord of the Rings yeah. bounding type of thing. Yes. So we've yes. already done some of our Hobbit some of our outfits like Hobbit inspired outfits. Yeah. So we're gonna try out some other ones, see what happens. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. Yeah, I think it's gonna be guys. fun. So yeah, so definitely join us on Instagram. Mm. Check out our website, happyhipsters.com. Uh we're always nerding out about something. Mm-hmm. So check it out. Check it out. Awesome. So thank you for joining us on this nerdy journey. We'll see you next week. Bye.